It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 12th episode of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm one of two new co-hosts for you. I'm Ed Green from the UK, and I'm also joined from the UK by the other new co-host, Pete Talkington. Uh, You'll be pleased to hear, though, that our familiar voices, uh, Warren Carr and Austin Pinto, are still very much here as co-hosts, too. We've got a busy show for you this week. Uh, We'll be starting off with announcements, uh, which will include uh, uh, news of the new TalkBack 9.1. Uh, Next, we'll be moving to an Android Basics section where Warren is going to take us through uh, setting up the Play Store, including the new share feature. We'll then have a top tips section where uh, Pete and I will be uh, demonstrating some tips relating to Gmail using, using about the keyboard and notifications. And then in our in-focus section, we're joined by Pierre Aubry from France, who will be enlightening us with a review of the Asus Zenfone 6. And we'll close with the blind Android journey this week, which comes to us courtesy of Tina Sol. There's a lot to it then, so let's kick off. Austin, what's been happening this week? This week, wow, there are a lot of announcements happening this week. The first announcement is we are mentioned on top tech tidbits for the third week in a row. So if you go to our website and if you go to the friends of the site link, you will see that the Top Tech Tidbits website is there as one of the friends of our site. You can go there, you can subscribe to their weekly newsletter and you can also read the latest newsletters there. So Top Tech Tidbits is like a technology information hub for all things related to Visually Challenged. They have some fantastic newsletters and they come up every Thursday or every Friday. The next announcement is we are also in the news on the Lazario GPS app. If you know, we had episode number eight in which we had Renee from Lazario as an interview. And if you go to that app, if you go to the bottom of the app, there's a news tab. And if you go there, you will see us in the news. That is it from the announcement section. Wonderful, guys. Thank you so much. This is Warren here, and I want to excitingly, not excitingly, (laughs) use that word. But really, I'm glad that we have these guys join us from the UK as hosts. And I think that we are almost covered, you know, because our dream is to have a host from all of the continents. And so it is absolutely beautiful that we have these guys from Europe. And So our number has increased, and this is all to bless all of us. And thank you guys so much for coming on as hosts. And I'm looking forward to having a wonderful time with you guys, and most especially with our listeners. This is just beautiful. Thanks very much, Warren. It's great great to be here. Thanks for the invite. I enjoyed coming on last time to do my Android journey, and it's great to be uh, helping out hosting as well. 
One thing it would be good just to touch on, I think, before we move to the Android Basics section, is the new TalkBack 9.1, which Google released last week. Uh, Some of the new features over and above TalkBack 9.0, which is already on Android 11, include um, a new uh, way to control TalkBack with voice and a merged uh, global and local context menu. So a new TalkBack menu has been instituted. Uh, 9.1 will be available to devices on Android 10 as well, though you won't get multi-finger support on the Android 10 devices. However, 9.1 also seems to have broken multi-finger support on a few Android 11 devices too. So if you have an Android 9.0 device uh, running Android 11, obviously with multi-finger gestures supported, uh, then you might find that when Android 9.1 hits it, that multi-fingers might not work so well. Warren, you've got it on a couple of your phones, haven't you already? Well, I have the uh, Android developer um, 12 preview <clears throat> that has the multi-finger gestures and in the developer section, you could enable or disable the multi-finger support. Now, then I got an update on my Pixel 2 that has you know the multi-finger uh, support, but it doesn't have in the de- uh, developer section where you could enable or disable that multi-finger support. So it's kind of really interesting. And I think that the goal of it all is that by the time that when it's all said and done, we will have that uh, multi-finger implemented properly all across the board for anyone running Android 11 or better. But right now, these things are only for like the Pixel phones and the Samsung phones and things like that. But uh, this is something we're looking forward to that would hit everybody and everybody would have that. And that's going to be the goal of it all. Uh, my Pixel 4 at the moment does not have that uh, support. It hasn't hit my Pixel 4, but for some odd reason, it hit my Pixel 2. So and are your multi-fingers still working on your Pixel 2 running 9.1 or yes. have they disappeared? No, it, it still works, but there's no control there. Like when you go into the um, developer settings where you could turn off, turn it on or off, that is not there. That's oh, okay. So you're stuck with it. Preview. Yeah. Yeah, you start interesting. So I'm um, stuck with it. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, yeah, it's true what you say that it is a Google and Samsung uh, collaboration now. So they get the the updates officially first. Google made quite a play of that in the news article they published on their blog. Obviously, you know. The more adventurous among you may want to take a look at somewhere like APK Mirror, proceed with caution with side-loading, obviously, if if it's your thing and and don't feel as though you have to do it. But, you know, there are, as as I'm sure people know, ways and means to get these things. Yeah, and if you don't like it, you can always downgrade, just uninstall it, and it's just going to revert to your uh, previous version. Now, sometimes when you do that, what happens is that you try to restart TalkBack and it may not come on or whatever, and you have to restart the phone. So just keep that in mind should that happen. Just need to restart the phone. Can people take it off safely, Warren, or will they need to reinstall the older version of TalkBack? Will it be no. will it be there automatically? It would just automatically uh, automatically unroll back to the previous version. So it's not going to affect what the previous version was. So if you don't like it, just go ahead and uninstall it. You'll Brilliant. be fine. Yeah. That sounds good. Let's hand over to you, Warren, then, shall we, for our Android Basics section, and you're going to tell us all about the Play Store. So now that you have your Android device set up, you know, the most important place to go to definitely naturally is going to be the Play Store. Uh, 
And so we're going to talk about the Play Store and how you go about managing things on the Play Store. I am therefore going to turn on my phone here. So I'm presuming, assuming that I just finished setting up this phone and the most important place for me to go would be the Play Store. Now, when you set up your phone, the Play Store naturally will be somewhere on your home screen there on the first home screen. That's where it would go. I'm going to show you how you can install things from your Play Store and also how you can add a shortcut to the Play Store so you don't have to go to the Play Store and go to navigation drawer and go to, you know, my apps and games and try to find where the update and all of that is. Open Play Store. Play Store. Play Store. Selected for you. Edit. So when you are on the Play Store, we have some tabs. Selected. Games. At the bottom, there's games to the far left. Apps. There's apps. Movies and TV. Movies and TV. Books. We've got books. Let's look at the top. At the top, Top you will always have these top charts that are being shown here. Recommended apps that are trending on the Play Store. And that would be what are trending. On the top left, we have the show navigation drawer. This is where you can go in and find things like the settings and all your subscriptions and wish list and all of that. Uh, if you tab here. Navigation menu. Navigation. Google Play. One of 18. And lip. No play pass. Sorry, five of 18. Play points. You have 125 subscriptions. Seven of 18. Family library wish list. Nine of 18. Double tap account. 11 of 18. Payment methods, 12 of 18. Play protect, 13 of 8. Settings, 14 of 18. Double token movies and TV app, 16 of 18. Open books app, 17 of 18. Redeem, 19 of 18. Double open feedback, 20 of 18. So those would be the um, things that you'll find here on the Play Store when you tap on the navigation drawer on the top left corner. So from the top left, we have navigation. navigation. Then show navigation door. We, search for apps we have games. search and double then voice search and then button. the voice search. Double tap to activate. And then to the right of that will be your account. All right. So uh, how do we search for apps? You could either type it or use a voice search. That's how you search for apps and games. Now, the one thing I want to talk about is one does not always have to go to find the Play Store and bring it up and all of that. I want to talk about the uh, creation of shortcuts. So if I want to just jump straight to my apps and games, because right now I'm, I'm not in my apps Selected. and games. I have, I have to tap on navigation, Google Play, one of 18, and list show na items. navigations and then go to apps and games. Play pass, play subscription, family wish list, not account. I'm not finding my apps. What's going on here? There we go. See, that's what I'm talking about. So I have to tap there to get my apps and games there in that navigation drawer. But what I want to show you is how to create a shortcut. So you don't have to go to the Play Store and tap on navigation drawer and go find the my apps and games. Play Store. I'm going to long press on it. Shortcuts. App info button. So it Double brings up. There's a 
app info, if I tap on that, it's going to take me to, you know, things like permissions and, you know, uh, storage and all of that. My apps. And then one of the, the shortcuts here is my apps. And that's all it has. So if I tap here, my apps and games, Play Store, updates. you see that will take me straight to my, my apps. But what I want to do instead of create or, you know, I'm always tapping on the Play Store icon and then go to my apps is that once I, once I invoke that Play Store shortcuts, I'm going to long press on the my app and drag that to my home screen. So let's do that. Shortcuts. App info button. So now tap, I'm going to find the My Apps, my apps. and I'm going to long press on it. Add to home screen one of three. So I'm five, column four. There we go. Item moved. So what I have created is the My Apps shortcut. My Apps. So if I tap here, My Apps and Games, Play Store, Navigate Up button. So it takes me to the list of My Apps and here we'll have the different tabs like updates so by default the first one that it takes us to or that's highlighted will be the updates and it will show you your updates no problems found play protect scan yesterday and updates pending 23 auto update is turned on so i got 23 updates waiting now like i said we have tabs at the top selected updates out of list so to the top Double left tab to Top left is the updates, and to the right of that we have installed. Installed. Those are the apps that are already installed on your phone. Now to the right of that we have library. Library. When you go to the library, you're going to find apps that are either installed or apps that you have purchased in the past or apps that you've downloaded in the past. And they are now sitting in your library, but they're not installed. You can choose to install them or totally get rid of them uh, from your library. Then to the right of that, we have share. Share. And this is a new feature that Google just added like a week or a couple of weeks ago. And we talked about that on our mailing list. The whole idea of this is that you could tap on this and share it with anyone nearby you um, if they if they are in your contacts. So let's go in here and take a quick look at this because this is important. Um, it is faster than installing apps from the Play Store. You know, you just share uh, something with someone nearby. Beta. Okay, the last one is the beta. I should have talked about that. So we got a total of... Selected um, updates out of list. We got updates, installed, Message. library, share, and beta. Library I want to go to the share tab. Share. Selected. Page four or five. Share. Now you can send and receive apps with anyone nearby using Google Play. No internet connection required. So that's the beautiful thing that I like about this feature because you don't have to be on the internet. Send button. And so we got two lists. Send, send or received. Receive button. So if you tap on send button. Send. Send apps. You have Showing items 1 to 12 of 171. So when you tap on that, there are apps here that you can send, you know. Acapella TTS voices, 9.8 MB. So if Double I want to share acapella with Edward or with Pete or with uh, Pierre or with uh, Austin, if they are nearby, I could share that with them. Adobe scan, 53 MB. So if I tap on Double this, checked. so this, I check that. 
That's so. I can. You can check the ones that you want to send to people. So you you can check as many as you want. So once you get all of those apps that you want to send to somebody, I want to see now how do I now send it to someone that I want to send it to. Three selected ninety one MB. Double tap to activate. Okay. Send. Then there's a send now to the top right. After you've selected all that you want. You want to tap on the send and select the receiver. Ask the receiver to go to receive apps in Google Play, and their device will show up here. They will also be able to send apps to your device. So that's what happens. So after you've checked all of that, the one the procession is to tap on the send found on the top right corner, and then you're going to hear the instructions it just gave us. And so that's how you send your apps to someone without them needing to go to the Play, Play Store. And uh, guys, any comments about the sharing feature? You think this is something that's going to take off? Um, would you like to share something like this with someone? I think for me, this is a good thing. Do we know how those are being shared? Is it Bluetooth or is it something else? I would like to believe it's via Bluetooth because it says you don't even need internet access. So definitely it's going to be uh, via Bluetooth of some sort. Um it, it has to. It has to, in a sense. Yeah, I would have thought so. So you're going to need Bluetooth on, aren't you? I would have thought, uh, if you want to do this. Yeah, so, you know, it's the same idea that you have the, with uh, Google Files, because you can do the same thing with Google Files. You can share files, uh, you know, with someone using Google Files. So it's the same idea they got from the Google Files. Good stuff. And if people want to hear about other android basics something you're not sure about perhaps you've just picked up an android phone for the first time and wonder how something works on this side uh drop us a line to the contact details that peter going to give us at the end of the of the, of the podcast we're going to turn to our top tips section now uh and and the aforementioned pete is going to kick this off for us and tell us about uh, a nifty trick uh in gmail but i guess it can work in other places that you can use to enter uh, long text strings in a, in a in a shorter way using the keyboard hey pete hi ed thanks for that yeah we're just really looking today at how we can make life easier when you're having to use the keyboard of course the easiest method would be to use a uh, speech to text but sometimes that's not appropriate and you just need fine control over, over what you're typing. So there, I've got three quick tips here. Let's start with the, the first one. Maybe a lot of people know this, but you know, if you're typing a sentence and then you've got to the end of the sentence, uh, finding the, the, the period and then hitting the space can be a little bit cumbersome and slow. So there's a very quick tip. Just press the space bar twice, two quick taps, and it'll place the, the period for you and then a space. So I guess people know that it's been around a while, but it's worth mentioning. Um, cursor control, something that's been around on, on iPhone and iOS for quite a while. We now have it in Android as well. So if you want to be able to move the cursor back through text that you've typed previously, just press, uh, long press the space bar and then it, it it starts to control the cursor. So you can move your finger along either forwards or backwards along the space bar, and it'll move the cursor to a different point in text that you've typed. So you can make a correction if you need to, or you know, uh, insert a word or a character. So that's cursor control. Been around in iOS for a while, but we've got it in Android now as well. And then finally, just to finish really with the, um, the one you introduced us with, uh, Ed, which is the, if you've got a long string of text that you that you type quite often, so typically your email address, 
Uh, that's something that you use quite often, isn't it? Or it might be something like a social security number or something like that. There's a way that you can uh, have a shortcut put into your keyboard so you don't have to type it out every single time. So, And that's super easy. I would say don't ever do this with passwords because you've got to keep those secure. So things like email address or other, other strings of text works fine. So to do it, you go into the Gboard settings, and the shortcut for doing that is down in the left-hand corner of your keyboard, uh, not the very left button, but the next one in, on my on my language, it's a, a comma, but to, you just long press on that key, and after a, a long press, that will launch into your Gboard settings, select dictionary, then personal dictionary, and that will present a list of languages that you've got installed at the moment. So for me, I just have the one language installed. So hit that language, and then you'll, you've now finally cut to the stage where you can put your shortcut. So hit the plus button, which is in the top right-hand corner, and you're presented with two input text boxes. The first one is where you, you key in the string of text that you want to use. So that could be your email address. So enter that there. And then the next input box is the where you put the string of text that you want to use as the shortcut. So... Uh, bear in mind you don't want to use a word that you would uh, that you would type normally so some kind of uh, string of letters that you know you're not going to type normally that becomes your shortcut um, and then you can hit the back button and it's already there it's saved um, and then what you'll find is that in future when you're using your keyboard if you type in those letters that you've entered as the shortcut the first suggestion uh, in the list of suggested words will be the the string of text that you entered, so your email address. So it's nice and easy. Um, you just hit, type in the shortcut, and it will give you that as your first suggestion. And those are the keyboard top tips for this week. Thanks, Pete. I certainly didn't know about some of those. Uh, I'll be using uh, those definitely, the, the, the string text, and I didn't know about the cursor one either. Uh, so definitely be taking a look at that. Uh, probably straight after this, actually, because I'm a bit behind on the emails. So uh, a bit of typing and editing to do. My tip is actually really an answer to a listener question, which is about how you go about changing the notification sound that you get uh, when you're receiving an email on Gmail. Uh, this will work for quite a lot of apps. So the principle uh, that I'm going to show you is, is applicable more broadly. Uh, as, as ever with Android, there are several ways you could go about doing this. Uh, I am going to do it through settings. Settings. And then settings. I'm going to go apps to apps and notifications. What I should say about apps and notifications is on the OnePlus at least, if you know you're going to change an app settings, a good cheat is to open the app first, because then it's going to be right at the top in your recently opened apps list, and you're not going to have to mess about finding it and scrolling or searching. Can you search this bit? Actually, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so, so if you open the app immediately before you want to alter its settings, as I say, I'm not sure if that works on other devices. I imagine it probably does. It certainly works on the OnePlus. So you heard TalkBack announce apps and notifications. Hyperion's my launcher. There's Gmail. So here we are. Well, I don't want to disable it or stop it. Notifications. It said one notifications today because I actually don't allow Gmail to send notifications. I've, I've turned it on uh, for the purposes of this. 
All email notifications off. Switch conversations. Edit. So here's what you want. This is the, the bit that controls the notifications for email. Obviously, other actions in Gmail might uh, notify you too. So you could go into each of these and change it. But uh, we've been asked about email, so that's where we're going. Notification category. Email. Gmail. Read 1009. All Gmail notifications. Selected. Button. Button. Uh, pop on screen. When device advanced. That's what we want. You heard it say sound there, so we want to go into advanced settings. Email, Gmail, read 1000, all Gmail notifications selected, button, button, button. No, it didn't sound. open it. Oh, it did. Uh, sound. So you heard me swipe past the, the priority options that, um, well, that's what those buttons were. I skipped over them because they're not the purpose of this uh, demonstration, but they, they determine what priority your notifications have. You'll be aware sometimes that your Android notification shade is not in chronological order because some apps have the ability effectively to pin notifications at the top if you have deemed them or the system deems them important and you haven't changed it. Pet hate of mine, actually. I'd love a chronologically ordered notification shade. I did tell Google Disability Support that I would love that, but uh, who knows? Who knows whether they will listen? Anyway, you heard sound, default notification sound. So I'm going to double tap on this. Settings, unlabeled, button, sound, vibration, enlisted, vibration intensity, printed, printed from internal storage, no printed selected, not hit, not, not hit, radio button. So these are all the different notifications that my OnePlus has. So I am getting, you might not hear them over the talkback, but I am getting sounds as I change these. So you have a whole list of sounds that will come with your device. They'll be different to mine, um, but in there you can uh, change them uh, to your heart's content. So uh, various different ways, as we said, to get to that. You can you can search in the settings. You can go apps and notifications. As I say, I'd open the app first if you're going to do that. So it'll show at the top and then into um, Notification. Um, into, once you've gone into there, go into notifications, go into advanced, uh, go into sound, and you can change it from there. Thank you next, so much. oh, thanks, Warren. Yeah. Uh, next, it's our in focus session for this, and once more, it's bonsoir et bienvenue, uh, Pierre, who's joining us from France, and he's going to enlighten us with his review of the Asus Zenfone Six. Over to you, Pierre. Okay, so quick uh, summary of, of the device itself, the Zenfone 6. It is yesterday's wine in Asus's portfolio of phones. It was released in May 2019. Uh, and uh, I was uh, very interested by this phone because it it's was relatively affordable. It was, uh, uh, for me, it was a Euro uh, 550 for the 6 uh, six GB RAM, uh, 128 GB storage variant. And this phone has a lot of features. So on the right, on the right, there is the 
the from from bottom to top there is the power button the vo volume worker and the nice little add-on called the smart key nothing really on the on the at the top of the phone uh, there is the tiny cutout for the earpiece it's so tiny you could almost believe uh, it's under the screen but but it is not um, and there is the the camera uh, what's what what was also quite innovative about this phone is uh, it has, sorry it had that uh, um, um, the 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 camera module would flip um, when uh, switching to front camera and you had you would have the same on the bottom and at the top there are probably microphones and stuff also in, at the top. At the left, there is the proper triple slot, um, uh, two SIMs and micro SD cards, all at the same time you can you can insert. And uh, at the, sorry, did I say what it was at the bottom? It's, it's on the left. And at the bottom, there is a, the headphone jack, the USB-C port, and the loudspeaker. This phone has a stereo sound. It's not very good stereo because the earpiece, the earpiece lacks a bit uh, in power compared to the main loudspeaker. So, uh, other things of note, it has a pretty huge uh, 5K mAh battery. Uh, right now, it's rather common, especially in mid-range in mid-range phones. But back in the mid of uh, 2019, it was really above average. And uh, so, what was in also interesting with this phone is that uh, ASUS. Uh, came with that uh, with that uh, new new UI the new version of the new UI which was the new 6 uh, their skin on top of Android Pie at, at the time it it it, uh, it was uh, much cleaner uh, than it used to be and right now we are we are on Zenway 7 on top on, of Android 11. So um, let's begin though. The, the, the lock screen, yeah, I believe, is nothing. Google, Rewind 10 seconds. Play. Hit Select. Copy or assistant on it. Yeah, I have some, uh, some media control. I didn't close. Expand, collapse, expand, button, double collapse, Google, Ex selected, handset connected, Bluetooth access, Wi Fi data, phone board box, battery good data, basic right bottom camera, 705, Saturday, February 20th, 53, Fahrenheit, unlocked, waiting for fingerprint. Quite interestingly enough, I believe it activates when you put uh, the weather widget in your home screen. On the lock screen, you get the temperature. Um, so let's 
take a look at the UI. So starting with the default launcher, the default launcher, you won't be too surprised. Uh, you, I mean, uh, it's pretty much like stock. You, you sweep, you swipe up with two fingers. Get the apps list. Uh, you swipe down. You get notifications and, and so. And uh, on the on the right, perhaps it's supposed to be on the left, but uh, you get the, the Google Discover feed. Find manager, drive, double tap to activate, double tap and hold them up. It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't uh, exit the app list for some reason. So the installed, as far as, as installed app goes, it's pretty clean. However, there are Facebook, Instagram, and all they can, all of them can be uninstalled. But then you also have to disable uh, Facebook services, uh, either the normal the normal way or via via ADB. If you really want to to get rid of, of all of it, and then it's. Uh, it's rather clean. It's uh, there are a few ASUS apps. Uh, there's data transfer, which can be useful when uh, switching uh, phones, uh, which you can install too. Um, so the of note is the messaging app, which is uh, Google Messages for by default. That's cool. So the ASUS launcher, quite frankly, you might want to replace because the apps list, as you, as you sort of heard, you can no longer uh, long press the apps list to access uh, features from the launcher. And uh, using talkback actions would, would uh, give, uh, of course, widget settings and all. But uh, but uh, to access some other features, you would have to long press empty area, an empty area, which you can do when talkback is on. So let's do it. There. So there's edit home screens. Uh, I find it kind of clunky. Let's see what there is. So yes, there is that, but I'm not sure how you even Add a homepage. So yeah, quite frankly, you uh, I have a satisfactory setup, but you might want to switch the, the default launcher. Free free. Um, one thing of note, I guess I could show is the dialogue. Phone app. It is pretty. It is pretty good. Um, 
There are only two uh, uh, two uh, tabs, uh, recent and contacts. If you go to contacts, you will see the favorite you the favorites you put in the contacts app. And uh, there's also speed dial, which is critical because uh, it, it means you will have to double tap at sound of calls. You, we will have to double tap uh, when dialing numbers, but uh, there is speed dial, so that's cool. Dial zero. Hey, double tap And uh, if you uh, press, uh, if you press, uh, a number which doesn't uh, have speed dial, uh, which for, for which you didn't set it. Alert speed dial. Do you want to assign a speed or speed dial entry? Speed dial allows you to press and assign any You can assign it like that. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, that's cool. And also it has a feature when you when you call a number such uh, a vocal server or or such, and you did you and you did uh, enable the the keypad and and then hang uh, up the the call. Next time you call that number, it will uh, automatically uh, when the call is answered, uh, show uh, pop up the the keypad for you. It's pretty cool. I'm not even I'm not even sure Google's dialer has this. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for answering calls, I'm not sure how uh, you you do it. I, I don't believe it's swipe up. It's I, I believe it's swipe right or left, but it doesn't matter too much uh, in the grand scheme of things because if you go, for example, in settings. Settings, navigate, settings, call, delist, call the option, call. Call the option, voice, secondary action, show more, button, more options. Yes, yes, yes. There's that button at the upper right of the dialogue, which says show more. Pop up window, delete call log, delist. Delete call log. Call recordings. Call recordings, and then save. Settings, navigate, settings, navigate, double tap activate. Call the option, voice, call. And then you're going to call. Call, call account, delist. Advanced. Advanced. Home, there's the finger button answering. Auto answer. And Double there's auto answer. Auto so, answer. Wow, you can Double even activate. customize it for each scene. Auto answer. Auto answer. Answer called automatically while using headsets or Bluetooth earpieces. Heading in list. Ah, switch. There's Double that. Drop down list, two seconds, this is, uh, switch, drop down list, two seconds, disable. Ah, uh, Bluetooth headset auto answer, disable. Drop down list, two seconds, ah, uh, switch, disable. Oh, uh, good thing I did, I did verify because apparently it's only if you, uh, I mean, it can still be handy if you have uh, headphones connected, you can uh, set it to an auto answer and uh, set, uh, how much time it takes, but there is fingerprint answering. 
That's you know, actually, yeah. I think that fingerprint yeah. answering yeah. is a very good uh, feature, Pierre, uh, because I think that would come in very handy for a lot of people. You know, sometimes we see these other phones and, you know, we I think the first thing that comes to mind is that, oh, you know, this phone is uh, maybe it has, you know, bloated stuff. And people say that all the time. But when you dig into these things, you find out that they have these great features that we don't have on the stock Android, like, you know, on the Pixel phones. And so really, I really like what I'm hearing uh, with the Zen phone. I've always kind of wanted to get one, but I guess Moolah makes it run away from me. <laughs> but this is absolutely beautiful. I would, from, you know, like we uh, said yesterday. Availability, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll wait till that yesterday's wine uh, turn into, um, you know, several yesterday's wines away. Then I'll, I'm going to get one for sure to play with it. It's really great. I like that. But trade is more in advanced. There are many interesting things. The smart key. There it is, the smart key. Smart key. Uh, by default, it's enter entirely dedicated to Google Assistant. That's what is by default, but you can also do customization. Near the customization button, there is the settings button. So I won't tell everything this smart key can do. I just show what I, uh, I, uh, how I set it myself. So press once. Sound mode, so it will toggle between uh, 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 normal, vibrate, and silent. It's a substitute for my uh, the alert slider. I had on my old OnePlus, pretty much, it's pretty cool to have. Press twice, wake up Google Assistant, two or five. Press twice, I, I actually set it for the assistant. Press and hold, Wi-Fi, three or five. And press and hold, I, uh, it's, I set it to click, click, toggle Wi-Fi. Answer call, press the answer call on, switch. So, and, and there it is, you can, Provided you stick with the default phone app, you can answer with fingerprint, but you can also also answer with the smart key. And I was quite impressed. Uh, I was quite impressed to learn that, but it works even with Google Duo. Uh, I'd say I would I would try it. Uh, didn't expect uh, much things, and sure, and for sure, it uh, worked. Doesn't work on WhatsApp, for example, but it does work with Duo. And I guess if you, even if you switch to Google, that the Google's dialer, it may work too. Alarm. You, can, you could also snooze alarms that way. But well, there's more. In the gestures, there are many interesting things also. Yes. And the settings, advanced, and then gestures. Leave to check, so, so, it will, so uh, we have this on Pixels too, I believe. Uh, 
you leave the phone and uh, it wakes up. Fingerprint gesture, gesture. It has its own menu, but unfortunately, it's just that one uh, feature from Stock Android uh, where you swipe down, swipe down on the fingerprint uh, scanner and it will open the notification shade. It's still pretty cool. I use it quite often. And, uh, I'm going to miss it probably uh, if I switch to in this place, an in this place scanner, even though there is some kind of workaround in Android 12, apparently. Flip down to mute the request. And there it is again. Leave the device to your ear to answer calls. This phone has the master combo, smart key, fingerprint, um, um, auto answer if you have, <laughs> if you have a headset connected and uh, put your way to answer the phone. Wow, it's quite impressive. And uh, I mean, I could show everything else. Double tap to suspend. Double tap to wake up. Swipe up to wake up. And there it is. You are probably familiar with that if you have a OnePlus or an Oppo or probably any BBK brand. There is a um, Screen of there were screen of gestures was you you draw letters and it will instantly open apps. Uh, you have to you you would have to unlock the phone after uh, that in some cases, but uh, there it is. <laughs> so you, <laughs> so in some cases, for example, you want to call somebody and you can be probably as fast as you as with using uh, your voice you can. Uh, you can, uh, for example, it's by default is V for the for the phone app. You draw a V, you you unlock the the phone. You quickly uh, double tap and long press a number, and there it is. <laughs> uh, so there are a few. There are some cool uh, features really, and so that's. Those are pretty much the cool features I wanted to show off. I can, I guess, show a few, besides what there is on the launcher, a few unintuitive things as far as accessibility goes. For example, for example, going to battery, I'm going to try and find Google Manager, smart key, double tap back, button, settings, privacy, permit, display, battery, battery, 52% about one day. So uh, many ZenUI features and uh, ZenUI 7 added uh, some things, uh, some new things about it. Um, there are many interesting things when it comes to, to battery care and stuff you can uh, do so do so that uh, it will only um, from the schedule charging, 
you will choose a schedule from uh, from uh, say for example 10 p.m to 6 a.m and if you charge the phone uh, it will do, do so that it only reach uh, 100 percent when at 6 a.m i believe it is from what i tested it is even alarm sensitive i can I'm not sure because it's not mentioned, but it seems to be, and that's pretty cool. What is an intuitive? I I will try to find it. Better here, slow charging on. Better here, slow charging, battery here, battery here, battery minutes. There it is, battery care. Better here, better here, I didn't activate that. Schedule charging, 3 p.m. to 12 a.m. Ah, switch. But uh, there it is. Select charging limit. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. So yeah. Uh, Eighty percent. So yeah, you have those charging limits, and uh, the there is eighty percent, ninety percent, but you can tap those options. Instead, you have that potentiometer. Um, where uh, zero percent is eighty percent, fifty percent is ninety uh, percent, and one hundred percent is uh, yeah, but one hundred percent. So if you will, you will understand it eventually, but it's a bit counterintuitive. This is really good. So you know, I think what we're gonna do. Yes, yes, you could record a total review of this phone because it, it has a lot of things that actually I think we could just like feature that on its own on a podcast, like, you know, review of the Zen phone, because this is not a phone that many people are familiar with. And I really like the um, that button that you are showing there, You how you could customize it to do so many things. And I think I, if you have time, Pierre, maybe just record a, a, you know, a, a real overview of this phone because I, I would love to publish that. What do you guys think? I, I really like the phone. Me too, Warren. I, I like all the different um, call answering options. OnePlus has got a couple of those. Samsung has the hardware button. I haven't seen one with all of them in one, though. So uh, I, I really like that. And I like the sound of the file manager, too, where you can transfer files via IP addresses. That sounds really neat. What do other yeah. guys think? Yeah, I like it. Uh, it's, it's nice to see a phone that's um, using something different from stock Android and, you know, some of the extra features that they put in there, uh, which makes makes it a, a unique phone. And, you know, particularly about the uh, the fact that he talked about the battery thing, that was a feature, uh, feature drop in one of the Pixel, um, you know, monthly security updates. And that right now is only on, like, the Pixel 4a 5G and the Pixel 5, whereby you could, you know, plug it in at 9. But it's a little bit... Um, it's a little it's bit on the OnePlus 2. It's made it to oxygen. Oh, good. Because I really like that feature. You know, um, you plug it in and go to bed and not worry about it. And by the time that... You know, you wake up, it's just finishing the charge. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like it now. I know what it is. When I plugged it in, I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, why isn't my phone charged? What's this fast charging all about? And then I had a look. I'm like, all oh, right, it's meant to do that. It's a feature, yeah. not a bug. But, but as if I understand correctly, the the implementation of on Pixel is kind of strange because it only works uh, according to a certain schedule. It wasn't work. If you work at night, for example, 
Unless it has been improved, I don't know. Oh, do you mean if you want if you want to do that during the day because you, you work at night or something yes. and you plug it in at ten a.m. Because it only works oh. uh, from. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it's I'm, the same thing with the one on the um the Pixel uh, Future Drop. You know, it it only works at the night. The one on so, the Pixel. Um, the, it would be the, nice to yes. you know uh, yes. customize that to one's uh, choosing. So yeah, that's good. So guys, yeah. you know that's been you know just, great... just something. If I can say something about the smart key, the problem is uh, I'm not sure. Um, if you buy a Zenfone Seven, for example, the smart key, fingerprint sensor, and power, and power button have been merged into one uh, thing. So I'm so the fact and uh, it can do more things on the Zenfone Seven. It can open any app and all. But given that it has been merged on the with the power button, which it is the power button, I'm not. I don't know if you can answer calls with the smart key or or with fingerprint. I guess you could with fingerprint, but I don't know if you would have all the options uh, to have on this phone. Just two things, Warren. Um, on the uh, Zenfone Six, this is this is indicative. But uh, five hundred and fifty euros is four hundred and seventy six pounds, six hundred and sixty three US dollars, eight hundred and sixty one Australian dollars, forty nine thousand rupees. Take those with lashings of salt. They are exchange rates. They are not prices of the Zenfone Six in your markets. Obviously, a lot will affect that. Thank you. And now, just Edward. before we close, it's time for my Android journey. And this week is brought to you by Tina yeah. Sol. This is a message about my Android experience. I have been using Android since 2010, around November of that year. And at the time, uh, my carrier was not carrying the iPhone, which I had heard about in terms of accessibility. And uh, I had heard about Android, and so I was available, able to upgrade and picked out the uh, Samsung Transform. That was the phone I was able to get, and it was running Android 2.2. And I found it uh, pretty, pretty easy to use for its day, pretty accessible. And at the time, I also had a Braille note, and I uh, got my phone in early November, and then I went on a trip a few weeks later, and I noticed by that time, uh, in just a few weeks, I took the Braille note and uh, was using it less and less uh, for my personal use of using my phone more. And I had that phone um, for several years. Uh, um, actually, I went through a couple of them. Well, anyway, I had the transforms from 2010 to 2015. And, and so it's, it stopped at 2.3. So I had 2.3 all that time. And I used mobile accessibility for what it was able to offer me and some other apps and things. And then in 2015, I upgraded to the S6. And that was quite the jump. And I just spent a few days playing with it and really, and really uh, came to like it and found the touch screen to not be all that uh, 
difficult to use like I had sort of pictured it being. And um, I had that for a few years. And I think in uh, 2018, I got an, I, I got an S8 in 2018 and had, had that for uh, a year. And then in 2019, I got the S10 when it came out. Um, within a few weeks, I got it. And that's still what I have today and haven't decided what my uh, next move is going to be or if I'm just going to hang out with what I have for a while since I don't look great at this time. The phone is doing what I need and working fine for me. But I've just always enjoyed Android, enjoyed the fact that you could just plug in the device and play, and it does everything I need. And um, for me, I don't have any reason or desire to uh, switch to Apple, even though I've had people ask me about doing that and suggest that I do so. But uh, I that's a lot financially for some people, and it just isn't something that I am um, able or uh, willing to do. So, yeah, I am very uh, happy at this time with Android and I'm just amazed at the uh, accessibility, especially going from 2.3 like I did to uh, Android 5. When I went into the store that day, I said, if it doesn't have, if it's not running at least Android 5, I'm not even, I don't even want to see it. So, uh, so I just wanted to conclude by saying I have very much enjoyed Android over the, uh, It'll be 11 years this fall that I've used it, and I went from the uh, Samsung Transform Ultra in 2015, I think it was 2015, to the S6, uh, and then in 2019, or at some point, I think I had an S. I think I had an S8 at some point, and then in 2019, I went to the S10, and uh, have had that since then. I got it uh, a few weeks after it launched. I was going to get it on the day of uh, launch, but uh, that fell through. So I got it a few weeks later, and uh, I am. Um, leaning toward keeping this device for maybe another year or we'll see when it gets Android 12 and security updates and stuff but I'm thinking now about getting um, smartwatch uh, for a fitness tracker and some other things that those can do but I have just really enjoyed Android and I am thankful for its affordability and that uh, it's on all carriers, and that uh, you can plug and play with with uh, the devices. You don't have to have anything special in, in, to uh, connect them, no special software or anything like that. I've found for myself that, uh, for me, uh, productivity works well. I can... Um, especially on the phone. I can work with Google Docs 
and the calendar and uh, and uh, same with Word. So some of those things can kind of go across devices. But yeah, I've really enjoyed it, and I um, I would I wouldn't at this point. Um, I don't plan to change platforms at this point, um, and I encourage people when I can to uh, try Android or if they're newly blind or if they're just looking into smartphones or something, I I encourage them to look at all options and I make sure they are aware that there is uh, an option besides, besides the big one that so many people just gravitate toward or maybe that's all they know about. So, uh, I have been very happy with it, and I hope that uh, we have uh, Android uh, long into uh, the future. All right. So now um, we'll just have Pete close us out for this segment or this episode. Thank you, Warren. Well, if you've enjoyed the podcast today and you'd like to get involved, We'd really like to hear your Android journey. If you're a blind Android user, um, it would be great if you could share your experience with us and, and to share that with, with the world. You can record it if you want to record it and then email it in. You can email it to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. But, you know, we're a nice bunch. Why not come on live and chat online and we can have a conversation? That would be great if you can do that. Um, there are many ways to get in touch with us here. You can email us at contactus at blindandroidusers.com. We have a very active uh, online mailing list, and you can join that. Um, and there's lots of hints and tips and ideas being shared there and people supporting each other. So to join that, simply send an email to blindandroidusers, followed by the plus symbol, then subscribe at groups.io i'm just going to repeat that so it's blind android users plus subscribe at groups.io and if you use telegram we've got a very active group within telegram and we've got a link for that in the show notes so just open up the show notes click on the link and then that'll subscribe you to our telegram group and finally we're on twitter you can find us on twitter and tweeters we are at blind droid users that's blind droid users and it'd be great to hear from you and that has been another episode of the blind android users podcast as always we appreciate hearing from you you send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com for those my android journey stories we encourage you to send those to my android journey at blindandroidusers.com until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.